A podcast where two buds talk trash about how their favorite shows begin. We're the two buds. I'm Alex. And this guy's Ethan. Gosh, I don't even want to know what episode this is, but I know we're getting close to the end. We're getting close to the end of season two. We're of fairly we're fairly close. So the end is in sight. Which is weird to think about. Yeah. I know I've talked about it in past episodes, and some of it's made it, some of it's not, but like this was a project that's supposed to be done by May, <laughs> June. And now it's almost the end of November. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of, we're finishing up our backlogs as we're recording. And so it's like, hmm, we should <laughs> probably catch up. Uh, maybe. Hey, at least we get to stay current with, with our listeners, I guess, while it comes out, right? <laughs> yeah, it'll, be, it'll yeah. be good. They love it. Yeah, it's fine. So this is another episode that's kind of been put on pause as we have, you know, real life has taken over. Mostly me and doing dumb activities like school and extra life. <laughs> How dare you be educated? It's just a shame. Disgusting, right? Gross. But Ethan's been super patient and getting us to this episode. And I will be honest, I watched this episode again literal weeks ago. Same. I actually didn't rewatch before we recorded, so I it's didn't gonna either. be. We're so fucked. Oh boy! I remember the vague notes. It's gonna be a very quick summary rather than us going into details about the episodes. So. I almost lost my notes. I almost messaged you going, "Oh God, we're gonna have to pause." Oh no! Because I can't find it. But it was luckily in a pile of shit someplace else, so it's fine. But I can also let you know I was not a fan of mine. Oh, yeah. that, that's not like news sure. for us at this point. <laughs> no. <laughs> Again, it was reaching into the far dim recesses of, oh, a show Alex probably hasn't seen. And you weren't wrong. No. Nope, definitely never seen it. Never heard of it. In fact, uh, Kyle XY, I'm not sure if anyone's heard of this. Not a single soul. Not one. It was, I, so it's, it's dated because I remember being in like high school or middle school when this came out. So that's 10 plus years ago. I again, I, I disliked it so much. I did like no research on it. It came out in two thousand and six. Yeah, yep. yikes! Beginning of high school for me. The general aesthetics of the show definitely show that. But um, mm-hmm. I also gave you kind of a bad early two thousand show. Yeah, I, I probably enjoyed mine more than than you probably enjoyed yours. I'm guessing that's my my prediction it's on brand for both of us yes yeah yeah pretty much uh, but what did you watch i watched a show called medium and you watched a show called kyle xy i'm so excited to hear your opinion because medium for me is one of those shows that i go back to once a year every other year to go and rewatch. i sure. just really enjoy it for it's it what it is yeah of course um but yeah i guess one of us should probably start Oh man, let's not both jump at the gun. <laughs> I think it's bad because again, neither of us rewatched it. But right. uh, in that case, I'll I'll start. Sure. <laughs> I'll start. 
And I, I'm going to do the thing where I think I did in The Crown or one of our other episodes where I just, I read straight from the sheet. Yeah. So I have a vague recollection of how the story goes, and I might have some tangents, but mm-hmm. yeah, here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to begin, uh, I have an asterisk at the top of my sheet that says, Prediction. This season is just one really long episode from X-Files. <laughs> that is the general mood I get from the pilot episode. The general vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so we start off with this very monotone young man speaking. My birth was unconventional at best. And then we just see this naked man, uh, faces... I can't even read my own fucking notes. <laughs> faces down a rattler. So yeah, he's naked, he's kind of gooey, and he's staring at a rattler. Uh, and I can't, at this point, I had no idea what kind of show you gave me, because I did zero research. I wasn't sure if this was going to be a comedy. I was kind of expecting a comedy for some reason. So at the points where I was expecting a laugh track or some funny <laughs> lines... Right. Did it come? And that kind of no. set me off. And maybe if I had come into this knowing it was going to be a drama more like, then I might have had a different mood. But definitely no. I was just like, so as we were staring down the Rattler, I was waiting for something fun and funny to happen. It didn't but happen. It, the other note I have, it's 2006. I'm ready. I'm here for it. And I hate it. I started off strong. I was excited for this. I was like, I hate it, but I love it. Let's do it. He then proceeds to wander naked through the forest. He meets a couple fucking in a tent because he says, I hear weird sounds. And he opens up a tent to see a couple banging. Nice. Uh, And then suddenly the next scene is that he's in town. Somehow he goes from the forest looking at Rattler Snakes, who, again, he just, like, stares down. The snake pisses off, sees the couple, and then, boom, in town. Uh, Cops try to help him because he's naked, uh, but... Uh, you know, then they're cops and they arrest him. <laughs> they're like, this guy's weird. Uh, let's uh, give him, let's process. <laughs> We're not five minutes into the episode, Ethan, and my next note is, wow, I see why this show got canceled. Like, I <laughs> had high hopes and just tanked with every second that passed. The shots weren't good. The transitions are terrible. It's not a solid first five minutes. And then, so they send him to juvenile and I'm like, oh, he's a child? <laughs> I thought this was a grown-ass man, because it is. It's usually someone who's 25, 26, who's apparently a teenager. Oh, yeah. It's okay. Sure, sure, sure. So then we have a new scene. Teen, question mark? Waking up next to boyfriend as mom tries to wake daughter. So we're in a house now. We're in a, we're in a new, new scene, new place, and it's a daughter and a guy, and it's breakfast time. The mom's trying to wake her up, and they're trying to get the guy outside the house. When mom gets distracted because she gets a call from Juvie to talk about the protagonist, you get a a little examination of the family dynamics here. Dad is supporting daughter, kind of being slutty, because he's like, oh yeah, hey, were you talking to whoever so-and-so is? Oh no, he's so last week. Oh, so who are you talking to now? And like, it doesn't shame her, which I thought was very interesting. It was taking an interest in her life and who she kept in her circle without making her feel shitty. Because then her little brother tries to make her feel shitty. The dad shuts it down. So I really liked that dialogue, if anything. I thought that was really interesting for an early 2000s. Usually, I mean, even now you see the, the, the very overprotective masculine dad, right? And he was just yeah. like, oh yeah, okay, so you're hanging out with multiple guys? Cool, sounds good. Um... So then the mom says she's leaving for work and everyone's like rolls their eyes again. Apparently this is a thing. Mom's a workaholic. Spends morning watching others learn how to how to be human. This is going back to what's his bucket who ends up becoming Kyle, I guess. He is just an idiot baby boy. He knows nothing. He doesn't know how to speak. He doesn't know what food. He doesn't understand hunger. He doesn't understand basic human concepts, but he has the like ment- mental capacity to think like a teenager 
or an older person, but like doesn't understand, oh my God, I'm hungry. Cause he's new to the world, right? So he's eyeing down someone and I'm like, ooh, is this show gonna get gay? It doesn't, fun fact. <laughs> but this guy like decides, <laughs> my, my, my exact note, a little gay, just a little, as he's like watching this other juvie eat food and it's like focusing on the lips a lot and the eyes. And I'm like, that's not about food. Fuck is this a, camera That's work? a weird fixation. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, 2000s. Uh, yeah. So he tries to like, there's this guy who's staring down, tries to start a fight. A guard person interrupts him. And then like the next scene, hard transition as after he learns how to eat food is either like in the yard and this guy who was staring down tries to fucking pick a fight with him. And meanwhile, in the background, there's this whole dialogue about how Kyle has this weird pressure to stomach. And he's talking about the fact he has to pee. And so as we're getting ready to fight, he just pees himself. Just does it. Feels better. But after, like, I guess getting a hit, right? So he gets hit, gets distracted, pees himself. And everyone's like, oh, gross. <laughs> what? Sure is a great way to end a fight. Let me just say that. <laughs> just pee your pants. <laughs> so I guess, like, the next transition scene I have here is that Kyle's talking to the guard. And the guard's like, my brother's name is Kyle. I guess we'll call you Kyle. Or I'll call myself Kyle. I don't, it's bad, guys. It's bad. I don't know. I got very little for you here. This is probably the worst rendition I've ever done here because my notes are also very bad. Um, <laughs> next thing you know, you see the the uh, mom come in and he's working on a piece of art and he's stippling. That's where you like dot the paper a lot. That's what the art form's called. He's stippling something and when he ends up showing it to her, it's like a photo realistic copy of the couple banging in the tent. So he's got some talent, I guess. I guess. You uh, suppose. And then there's also... <laughs> so we have this photorealistic... And I love my side notes to myself. I'm looking back. Fuck, we're only 12 minutes in of an hour-long show. I was... <laughs> you were not here for it. No, I was not. It was a rough watch. At some point we find out he doesn't have a belly button. Guess that means we'll welcome him into, this... welcome him into our home like a stray animal. <laughs> The dad is loving and supportive, but, um, or no, as the, I, my note was, I'm loving the supportive dad who's like, sure, I guess he's only going to be in the house for a little bit. Yeah. The mom just brings in Kyle into the house. No knowledge of him. No knowledge of his amnesia. Just like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Come on in. The family's going to love you. <laughs> this is totally safe and legitimate. And so as he's looking around also the house. He's seeing pictures of people, and he basically just thinks everyone Benjamin Buttons. So as they get older, or as they get older, they shrink. So he's like, maybe one day mom will hold me, or one day this woman will hold me. I'm like, man, this show has some weird kinks. And that's just like, there's just a lot of weird eroticism that's touched on in this. And I'm not sure if it was intended, but it is weird looking back on. Um... <laughs> Oh my god, this show, maybe one day Mommy Kink does what every mom does, sits up in front of the video games while she goes to work. Uh, news at dad's work, girl washed up with no memory. Emergency at mom's work, so daughter has to babysit Kyle. I am literally just reading through notes now. Immediately gets called by friends, so, he, so Kyle wanders off because he hears a neighbor playing piano. And is being played by a pretty blonde. Once he enters her home, watches her play for a little bit, he runs away like a coward, feels embarrassed, and hides in the bathroom, as we all would. But uh-oh, little brother goes in the bathroom to jerk off. Doesn't realize Kyle's in there. Ethan, the note I have for you. The yeah. acting is fucking terrible. <laughs> it is so 
bad. Every read, every scene is so painfully bad. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Kyle meets Hubby, who is superior communicator, because the dad keeps, like, talking loud and simple words. They're kind of, like, mocking how, how we speak to people who can't hear us, right? Sure, yeah. Uh, and, and so Kyle deals him as uh, the best communicator because he's the easiest to understand. Right. Neighbors come over, and Kyle and Amanda, the pretty blonde, I fuck. That's the exact verbs I have. They definitely look at each other and go, hey, look, that's a love interest. During dinner, starts talking like a shitty Kenku, which I can say as a shitty Kenku. He has not spoken this entire, like, episode. Everything's been a monologue upstairs. Uh, and so and he's thirsty, so he tells this bitch to get him juice, and everyone kind of freaks out. And then there's a pause, like there's a commercial, and then it comes back like, oh my god, where did Kyle learn how to talk? No one's talking about the fact that he just insulted the mom, <laughs> which is like, they're amazed that he's speaking. Baby's first words. <laughs> Baby's first words. Bitch, give me some juice. Social services coming Monday, so in about a week time frame. I don't know, man. I started phasing in and out. A literal <laughs> note again. <laughs> Gets brain scan, question mark. Uh, machine must be on the fritz. Would be prone to bad healthy, to which little bro seems worried. Oh, so like the, the brain scan is it comes back poor and not good. Like the amount of activity and like to have that amount of activity means that he's unhealthy, would be dying soon. Like something bad is about to happen. And this little brother character has had very little scream time. Actually seems kind of worried about Kyle that he might die any given second. I forgot this was two pages of notes. <laughs> Daughter sneaks out to party. She was banned from because Kyle ran off wandering around. Mom got mad. She got grounded. But daughter still sneaks out. Kyle follows. Um, let me guess. He saves her. Spoiler. He does. Declan, who was the guy that was in her bed beforehand, and this daughter's been talking up. It's like, oh my god, uh, he's so hot. She finds him hooking up with another chick at this party. Womp womp. Kyle gets drunk as fuck, wakes up, uh, waking up in puke. So, like, the scene keeps transitioning. These these transitions are terrible. He's in the middle of a dance party. He, like, sits up, and he literally just apparently puked and woke up like his face covered in, in it. Cops show up. Chase it. Kyle walks through the window to help sister. Cop tries to arrest him, but psych, he's a badass. So the cop tries to be like, don't be a tough guy. And Kyle just stares at him with this fucking flat affect. No emotion. And he reaches to take his nightstick out, and then pow, pow, pow! Suddenly, Kyle's a badass, and, like, Puts this cop in his place, I guess? I don't know. Um, Is able to protect fake sister? Maybe romance. Again, we'll get there. <laughs> he ends up carrying the daughter home in this, like, fireman carry. Uh, wakes up mom to help with the owies, because, oh yeah, to fight the badass cop, he had to jump through a window, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> he then asks mom, dearest, what am I? Oh boy. I guess a boy, Lamau. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's what the mom said. My surprise is what she said, or just me being like, I don't know, buddy. I guess you're a dude. You're, um, you're a dude. Just new a bro. day. Daughter and her BFF. Oh my god, it was Kyle. And then like the friend is like, he's kind of hot. And the girl's like, I, I never thought of him like that. <laughs> he's like a brother to me of all three days. Stepbrother, I'm stuck. So oh, then. No. <laughs> uh, the next scene is mom watering a garden and uh, you see her get like groped and like a kiss on the neck which is how the dad usually greets her in these scenes and it turns out it's fucking Kyle so mommy kink is back on the scene and she is so patient oh my god she's like well that's not how we interact that's not how you and I do stuff and then somehow he brings up the fact of like I get scared 
of what? Everything? So, like, he just realizes he's really scared all the time. It's supposed to be this really vulnerable moment. And the mom has this heartbreak. And he's just like, help me, mom. And she's like, I'm going to take care going of on. you. <laughs> it's so bad. So, mom goes to dad. Let's keep the puppy. Dad says, fuck, you're a workaholic. Hell no, we're not doing this. I know it's asking a lot. Yeah, too much. So Ma can't find another place to drop this kid. He might go back to Juvie. Uh, there's a one-on-one scene with Kyle and Dad about killing rats. I don't really remember it. <laughs> but at some point, Dad's working on, like, someone else's computer, a neighbor, or a friend's computer, because that's apparently what his job is. And he can't figure out why it's fritzing. And Kyle's like, I get it, because I'm a machine. I understand this. And is able just to, like, I'm in. Like, fix the computer. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. No problem. Because numbers are easier to understand than human language. Yep. <laughs> but so cop, computer dad working on it gets broke, but ah, Kyle's a nerd. Kyle finds a porno mag for brother, because oh yeah, I guess there's other weird little subplies that when he, uh, brother got found jerking off, mom's like, oh hey, neat magazine, I'm taking this. There was a one-on-one scene between Kyle and brother, and brother's like, I miss her so much. Talking about the magazine, so Kyle, before he leaves, because he knows he's getting shipped out soon, manages to get the magazine back to the brother, and the brother's like, wow, you're actually really cool. So then they start playing basketball, and you know... <laughs> dad watches i now see your worth like that is a hundred percent what this scene is going back to fucking community it's just like suddenly dad's like okay yeah he can help me with my job and my son likes him cool let's keep the weirdo <laughs> mom asks again at dinner because otherwise we don't have a fucking show <laughs> if no one agrees to this we don't have a plot and everyone in the scene, because like she asked, like, hey guys, I know it's asking a lot, and I already asked your dad technically, but I'm going to ask him in front of you guys so there's more pressure on him. Um, there's more we, confrontation. Can we keep him? Can we keep Kyle? And Kyle comes down before they can answer, and like their way of showing yes is that they all start serving him food. And it feel, in a way, it felt kind of like biblical, I guess. Like It just felt very old school, traditional way of this communication. I don't know. It was a nice touch. A little weird. But this whole show was incredibly a little weird weird um and that's it that's the pilot i'm done i'm tapped <laughs> <That's> i <it. laughs> i did not like it <laughs> i'm not sure if you can tell but it's well, like no i want you to go into more detail i want you to break this down <laughs> scene by scene and tell me what every allegory is <laughs> i just i sometimes i come into these shows i'm never gonna say i lie but sometimes i ham up the the aggression right because it's for mm-hmm. the content yeah. I got nothing on this besides, boy, I didn't like it. <laughs> like, at all. It's not like The Crown where, like, there were some things, kind of, I could talk about. We, like, ended up talking about the cinematography, I guess. I got nothing. That's 2000s, baby. <laughs> and so I was mentioning uh, Ethan during this. I, I don't know. Trying to figure out what the fuck. Have you seen all this? And you're like, yeah, I just honestly was trying to find a show for you. I'm like, that was mean. Because, wow, this is a bad show. Well, when we were looking at shows, I don't know how I came upon it. I was literally like, just, it it popped in my head. I don't know why. It just, I was like, oh, sure, Kyle XY. That's one that I suppose is a throwback that she can watch. And I don't mean to be mean if you really liked it. I just. Oh, I, I remember like. I don't think I ever really liked it, but it was one of those things like when Netflix was the very first thing ever to Uh, come out. It was 
one of the first shows you could binge on their streaming service. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm a freshman in college. I might as well give this a watch. And I remember having a conversation like when it was airing on television, my one of my best friend's mother, she, we were talking about it on like a car ride or something like that. She's like, oh, and this show Kyle XY is so interesting. Like it's a whole mystery. Like why doesn't he have a belly button and what's going on? He's so strange and interesting. And I was like, well, if he doesn't have a belly button, my assumption is he's a test tube baby. Yeah. That's, that's basically the entire show right there. Congratulations. Oh. Spoiler. We just announced it. He's a test tube baby. He's effectively what? a clone. <laughs> the real mystery is who's the, who's he a clone of? Blah, blah, blah. So I'm not wrong. It's one giant episode of X-Files. Yep. X-Files could have cranked out these three seasons in an hour. <laughs> Right. I remember watching the first season like within two days and then I watched like two episodes of the second. And I was like, you know what? I don't need to put myself through this because <laughs> like I'm not getting anything from it. Like you said, it's not that I hate it. It's just eh. <laughs> I, I wonder, again, particularly now watching in 2020, right? Although you said you watched it more closer to the time frame it was in. Uh, yeah. But still having been a part of so much more media that's done similar tropes better if that really casts a light on it and there's an element of me too thinking like we all love loss but if you go back eh, not that great of a show if you go back watch medium people we're fascinated with medium not that great of a show just because our uh, standards and the style of speaking and acting and cinematography are so different than what we're used to anymore yeah so it's hard to go back and watch stuff from the 2000s 2000s is just oh boy 2000 to 2010 is a whole era in itself of transition and we yeah. see it in everything mm -hmm. it's a fever dream just, look, just looking at shows i'm like wow that that was actually on air that's interesting okay and it was a I, hit I show suppose. yeah well and so that's the thing with this show that i recommend i was like oh i think when i originally looked at you know assigning episodes for you i was looking at all the networks that i could possibly think of so i was kind of thinking oh we have netflix oh we have hulu oh we have nbc cbs blah 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 and then again down at the bottom of the pool i was like oh hey abc let's see if i can find an, a show that's sort of relevant or sort of popular on there and that's what was on there was kyle xy for abc family so the eroticism and strange biblical <laughs> frustration you you noticed that explains everything right there. Honestly, the fact as soon as you said ABC Family, like I just had this like dawning realization of all my complaints. I'm like, oh yeah, that all oh, tracks. This all makes sense. It does this, feel like an ABC Family show. Yeah, it does because it was. Because <laughs> it was. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I, I'm glad I now know. I never wasn't a huge huge fan of ABC Family stuff. Um, right, I just know that it was like associated with like UPN, and it gets into like the whole you know there was Seventh Heaven and like all these other shows that were. So closely linked to like oh, family and like religion and stuff like that it's a whole that's a whole other conspiracy that we can look into and thread the needles to but i somehow literally forgotten about seventh heaven i never watched it but like i knew enough of it but i maybe saw like half an episode my entire life my gosh i'm so i'm so glad for don't the 2000s i'll be really glad for don't the 2020s too but like 2010 to 2020 there were some hiccups but wasn't terrible yeah, yeah. 20 or 2000 2010 was a weird time for everybody 2020 we're at least ending with next gen video game consoles and spider-man so i'm happy so i mean we've got that going for us 
do you have like any questions for me? I know I tore through that. I tried. I started off <laughs> thinking like I could actually do a real full description and I gave up pretty quick. But like. <laughs> well, I obviously kind of like, quote unquote, spoiled the, the season. But where did you think or obviously, I don't think you probably had a train of thought for how this show was going to go or where the, where it was going to. So in the news, there's another girl who showed up unconscious who didn't have a belly button or there's some nod that he's not the only one and it's a pretty quick subtle nod so i was gonna guess that like they were they were part of some kind of science conspiracy although i was kind of maybe hoping it was gonna be more about spontaneous creation that would have been interesting to me too but now that you say clone i'm like oh yeah that makes sense i guess i'll go back to watching orphan black <laughs> so the the, the sciencey portion of it is the reason he was just revealed and i think they fall into it later because i think the second season, they show the girl, and you know it's Kyle X Y, and then it's like Kayla X X, you know, type thing. The main reason or thought process behind this is the science experiment is what happens if you let like a child gestate longer than nine months. Oh. What kind of brain activity does it have? Because obviously he's picking up things real quickly. Mm -hmm. So effectively, they try to say hey, let's put a kid in, you know, stasis and let him grow in equivalently a science womb <laughs> for 16 years and see how smart he is. That's why he knows computers and he can draw so brilliantly. And later it's alluded to that he can possibly, like, psychically move water and stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> so there's the the science X-Files, like, vibe to it. From like a scientific perspective, I have a whole rant that's very uneducated. Uh, but just this like tinfoil hat conspiracy theory about how I really don't think as humans we're meant to be reciproc or reciprocating, reproducing because of the toll it has on the female body or the uterus carrying body. That because uh, you look at mammals in the wild and they just whoop, there's a baby, it gets to walk, and you guys get to like you still have to protect it. Don't get me wrong, it's still baby. But, like, it gets to walk right away, and it seems to pick up on things, and our babies are dumb, and they can't move, and, like, clearly every other mammal is ready to go. But we have to yeah. take care of ours. I'm like, I just really don't think our humans are meant to, re to reproduce in the way that we are. That's why we had the tools, and now it's like, hey, let's figure out a better way. <laughs> I mean, like, and clearly we do to survive, right? Like, you, mm -hmm. you have to reproduce to survive. It just, I find it fascinating that for as long as humans have been, giving birth hasn't gotten necessarily easier we've gotten technological advances that make it easier but like on the body not so much man if you really have that kind of theory you should be reading why the last man i was actually as i was watching this i was like i need to i need to read this i need to read yeah. why the last man that was 100 yeah. percent a thought that i had mm -hmm. you definitely should because that's going to be a show soon, so maybe eventually we can talk about that. Ooh, yeah, fancy. Maybe eventually we'll get that show produced, but that'll be the better version of Kyle XY, hopefully. That's kind of what, yeah. It's like In the sense that it's not anything like Kyle XY. <laughs> so literally anything's better. Yeah. Literally anything by Brian K. Vaughn, just dish it out. Choice. It's great. It's great. Yeah, I, I cannot, I can't even recommend this as an ironic watch. Like, again, Crown, I get right there's there's the, mm -hmm. it's a clearly a hit show for a reason i'm and again i'm sure in 2006 2009 it this like made sense for this to be a running show but here's, just, a, mm. here's a weird question okay if there was a theme for a time capsule what category 
would it have to be for you to put this show in the time capsule? <laughs> like, just to spite them? Or, like, what would... Why would you put this in a time capsule? For I what wouldn't. <laughs> but you're saying, gun to my head. Like, I have to come up with a reason. I, I'm just thinking of an excuse to either troll or put this in a time capsule. What kind of themed time capsule would it be? Whether it's, like, a trash time capsule or something. Like, do not re visit time capsule like don't open ever in eternity or what what kind of thing would you it might be like um shows from every year that we don't need to revisit (laughs) that don't need a remake (laughs) i like going through like a decade of 2001 do this show 2002 it existed you don't need to touch it ever again don't bring it back (laughs) just the blacklist of yeah tv shows that that don't need to ever be watched you just have them in a historical box so you're like these don't need to be touched (laughs) it's documented it's good for posterity that's it that's don't don't worry about it it's good for the shelf and that's it never take it off (laughs) ever if you lose it oh darn (laughs) lend it to a friend lend it to a friend you don't like very much yeah yeah, don't even leave a like return address posted on it or anything. Just like, nah, here you go. And then when they come to you thinking, God, this show's kind of bad. You have to amp up like, no, this is the best show ever. <laughs> to ensure that friendship is dead. <laughs> to make sure they're bought into it completely. <laughs> gaslight people close to you. That never ends poorly. Never. Don't gaslight people, it's bad. In case that has to be fucking said, don't do it. (laughs) But Alex, Alex Y is really good. Fuck, podcast (laughs) over. See you, Nerd, I'm out. I thought you had better taste than this. I do. That's why I forgot that I actually signed this show until we actually had to record it. Did you have a moment like, oh no, as I was going through this and like bitching at you on Discord? You know... I always try to remember the pilot before, and sometimes if I can, I'll try to rewatch it so that I can, you know, chime in on the conversation. This one, I was like, I vaguely remember some parts of, like, the season, but it all blurred, and I thought that was just the entire pilot. So I was like, oh, well, it'll be a little bit more conclusive of a pilot than anything else. And then you're like, oh, so this is how it is. I'm like, huh, that's right. I watched more than the first episode, apparently. (laughs) Okay, all right. That that bodes yeah, well. I think the whole season feels like a pilot episode. Holy shit! Do yeah. not watch this show, yeah. y'all. I, Don't I mean, do it. Yeah, I can't remember anything about it. I just remember, like I said, it was that one memory of one of my friend's parents was uh-huh. obsessed with this, and she was like, "Oh, she was putting on her tinfoil hat," and she's like, "Oh, what could he be? Could he be an alien? Could it be this?" And I'm like, "I'm betting he's a test tube baby because he doesn't have an umbilical cord or a belly button." And she's <laughs> ding, like, ding, ding. "She's like." oh and then i think i had to watch it like when i eventually did because i needed to prove myself right so this is a moment of victory for me just knowing beforehand in a pilot episode what it was so that's why i signed it it? i just wanted you to get there as well too interesting choice interesting choice that i think you just came up with on the spot but um Mm -hmm. you'll never know you'll never know (laughs) I don't even want to give it a rating. I don't like this show. <laughs> this is the first non-applicable on on the rating scale. Alex, nah. <laughs> I almost quit. 
again like it was like the crown but i seriously was like what if i just don't what if i just come to the episode and say i didn't watch it <laughs> just like no we're just gonna let ethan talk for a half hour we'll we'll shorten this episode just skip <laughs> before john edits this i'm looking at the time we're at 34 minutes i went through an hour-long episode actually around the 20 minute mark yeah so you were done by i think minute 18 when i last looked and we've just been bullshitting sense <laughs> about how much it's a blah show <laughs> it's a very blah show don't watch it don't don't do it i want to hear about medium remind sure. me of one of my favorite 2000 shows so it starts off with this kid who gets shoes dropped on him and then he has to go to a winter camp or a summer camp where he digs holes and then patricia arquette's there and she kills no, all these holes. people. That's oh, holes. that's a different show. Different show, different show. Oh, Try different again. Movie with, okay, so Patricia Arquette's still in it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Opens with her sitting in an interrogation interview room with this person. And I'm trying to remember all this, but basically it's it's a weird conversation. He's talking about a crime scene of his wife and everything like that and how it laid out. And then... It's like he didn't do it, but then he conf he confirms it in a weird way. It's like, you know, you remind me of my, my wife. And he liked how her skin looked or something like that. And is he's definitely just freaking, you know, being a skin peeler at this point in time. Just like being super eerie. And then she wakes up. And then... Pause. Pause real quick. <laughs> I like that you just use the term skin peeler. Like, that's something people use at everyday terminology. Yeah, I came up with it, and I'm coining it, and I'm using it like normal. So there you go. Okay. Can you just can you define a skin peeler? Just, you know, any standard kind of Buffalo Bill type serial killer or murderer okay. that, you know, has an obsession with skin and, and wants okay. it. And wants to make, you know, a, a suitcase set out of it. But don't forget about the smell. I, I, get I just appreciate the confidence that went behind that <laughs> statement. It was good. Like, as if I wouldn't stop you and be like, yeah, back like, the fuck like, up. No, 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 no. <laughs> nope, we're just going to keep on rolling past it. That's what you got to do. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> but by all means, continue. <laughs> but yes, she wakes up and then he finds out, turns out it was a nightmare or some sort of weird dream. But then there's all these people standing at the foot of her bed with her husband and they're like, you know, she's telling them to shut up because obviously they're ghosts because they weren't there a second ago and then they're all there. And we get our opening credits, which I actually really enjoy, like the vibe of the opening credits. It's all very, you know, forensic feeling along with like the like dead zone, eerie, supernatural kind of vibe. So it's pretty cool there. Handprints and all skull stuff and all that jazz. Um, it's ink blots, right? Yeah, there's like ink blots and then there's like MRI scans and mm -hmm. then there's like handprints. Very cool. I, I like the opening like title card. It's pretty cool. You're not um, wrong with a solid open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then we find out... Patricia Arquette's character. I've completely forgotten her name because it's been two weeks since I watched Allison. the show. Allison. She is doing school and at the same time being an intern at a local, effectively, you know, a crime agency. So she's showing the slides of all these crime scenes and then she deduces what happens with this crime where this gangster showed up, uh, killed the guy that was sleeping with his wife or something like that. But it turns out the wife or, or something or other. I can't remember exactly what 
I think the guy owed him money, so he killed the guy that owed him money, but then the guy's wife was in the bathroom with the baby. The baby cried, so he walked in there, shot the uh, shot the wife because she had accidentally smothered her baby to keep her quiet so she wouldn't be caught, and then the guy gets away, and they're like, whoa, 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 how do you know all this? We haven't even gotten a statement. She's just like, I just feel it. I just know. <laughs> like, I can just see it. And they're like, okay, well... You're here just to present the evidence, not like, you know, be a cop, not to be an actual detective. So, and basically she goes back home. She's still having all these weird dreams. And the guy or the husband for Allison, he's actually a pretty cool husband. I, I like their dynamic. They're very supportive of each other. They have three baby girls. They're all running around and he's taking care of them while effectively Allison is interning and doing school at the same time and he's doing his own you know work business at the same time too uh but he's like you know what you've been having these dreams for as long as we can remember and it's always these weird things with death or people dying and blah 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 so let's just humor ourselves see if it actually leads to anything maybe if we can just you know, put it to bed effectively that these are all just weird coincidences, then we can move on and you won't be as stressed. He effectively sends a bunch of these reportings to a lot of local authorities and police groups. They get a fax or a message back from the Texas Rangers that say, hey, this is re- weirdly similar to a case that we just had happen, like, uh, and we haven't released the information because the kid's a juvenile so we can't put him on record but we're pretty sure he's our guy blah 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 and they think she's faking it all because there's they think she's faking it because he's like okay well the defender's trying to get this case thrown out so you're here to like taint evidence or you know give us your weird crackpot theories and stuff like that and she's like you know what? No, I am right. And you can't speak to me that way because you have a heart condition and you shouldn't raise your voice at me. And he's like, what? (laughs) And she effectively, they have to get a warrant because she knows where the body's buried effectively, like cycle of violence type thing where there was a rape and a murder because this teenager was also molested as a child. So it was just a cycle of violence type thing. And she is, kind of seen by these rangers like talking to the guy's dead sister in the house that he grew up with but they obviously can't see it so she's just talking to the foot of a bed and they're like okay that's weird <laughs> like okay cool cool uh okay lady hey you lady you. you yeah i guess sure she stays the night at the hotel that they have her in uh she's talking to the husband the guy the head Marshall comes back and he's like I haven't told anyone this I just went in for like you know bypass surgery two weeks ago and blah 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 so no one knew that he had a heart condition or that he had just had heart surgery he's like I don't know how you found out but this is it and so he's kind of like okay I'm starting to believe you a little bit in the meantime oh I don't know I don't remember where this is in the episode I think it must have been at the very beginning yeah when they were tracking down a lead for the gangster killing or something like that. But Margot Martindale's in this for like a brief moment as another medium. And she's like, Oh, you have the gift too. And she's like, no, I'm just a normal person. I don't want to be a a different person. I want to be normal. And she's like, Oh, 
They just, they'll never leave you alone, so you might as well use it. It was like she went with another lawyer to check out, like, all the leads. And so she... a detective. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, there was a weird interaction where they both knew that they they each, how they liked their tea or something like that. And so they're like, oh, you're like me. And she's like, no, I'm not. I'm normal. (laughs) I like your style. Are you? Are you? Are you? Uh Yeah. And so... I, I just had to throw it up there because Bojack Horseman just reminds me every single time the the world class actor Margot Martindale. <laughs> I was like, "That's her." There she is. She's in the pilot episode. Oh my gosh, uh, that was the big cameo Easter egg. But yeah, so then like the next day they're trying to get the warrant and stuff like that. But then she's there one more night. Turns out a big hurricane's coming through, so like the all the evidence is going to be washed away. They won't be able to find the body because effectively where it was buried was flooded, and so there's a big mudslide, so they wouldn't be able to recover anything or be able to find it whatsoever. And then she has this very poignant moment with her husband. I can't remember if it's over the phone or when she's actually there, but they were like, She's like, how good can I be at this job or how can I do this to help people if I can't even predict when the freaking weather's going to hit to stop this? Like, she's upset that her ability doesn't give her the entire omnipotence to know what's going to happen. She was just like, cool, we're going to figure this. We're going to solve it. The weather got in the way, so she can't predict everything. There's going to be, you know, hurdles throughout the rest of these. this, I'm assuming, procedural show that is going to stop her from just getting the bad guy right away. And so she and the husband have a good kind of like argument slash loving conversation. And she doesn't give up. She goes back and they actually go to uh, interview the guy. But then he doesn't respond with them or anything. She almost has him like talking about the sister that's in the room with her and stuff like that, or the girl that she, he apparently molested and killed and almost has him on the ropes until he's get, gets taken away. And then they get a leak or something that he shared a cell with someone and the guy's there. And so the Rangers talking to him, the marshal is, uh, you know, trying to get anything out of him because they were like cellmates for a couple of nights and then Allison's like, tell him about the kiss, that you know about the kiss. And he's like, what? Tell me you know about the kiss. And so he walks up to the guy. He's like, I know about the kiss. He's like, who told you that, him? And she's like, yeah. And so then he spills the bean. He's like, yeah, the guy admitted to blah, blah, blah. So they use that as evidence for it and or like to either condemn him or for the murder weapon or something like that. And the marshal's like, how did you know of that? They they kiss this cellmate and this the suspect is like, oh, I didn't. I just guessed. And he would either be so pissed that you assumed that or so ashamed that he would tell you. <laughs> and, and the marshal's like, got balls, Allison. I, I dig it. Respect you. <laughs> and so they catch they have enough evidence to to put him to trial and everything. Allison goes home and is just back to work in her job where they actually want her to sit in on an interview and it turns out to be the same skin peeler from the very beginning of it so she had a dream before about the interview and it's in a different light in a different situation but you know he done it already so and that's how the episode ends you're smiling at the end of it so uh, overall and you did that with no notes i have to preview so much praise there was no notes so that was all off the top of your head yeah 
That was I, no like, real confusion. I'm super impressed. So yeah. you must, it must have it was, like it was a straight enough plot. Like again, mm-hmm. I feel like the dynamic with Allison and the husband, I actually did thoroughly enjoy because it wasn't like the dad was or the husband was weirded out. They had like I mentioned, they had a like in their discussion and argument. Where she's like, you you look at me weird and you don't like think it's all real. You think I'm crazy. He's like, no, I just. And he's like, you know, it's that kind of whole weird thing where people are like, oh, you can read my mind. No, you can't. Blah, blah, blah. And and stuff like that. So it was just an interesting dynamic that he wants to support her, even though he frustrates. And he's even able to verbalize it so well. It's like, yes, I'm frustrated at the situation, but I don't hate you or resent you for it. It's just what it is. And if there's any resentment, it's something on me, not you. So he's not like he's 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 a good supporting, uh, you know, husband and father. So need more of those in, in in television. What I can say is they're easily one of my favorite TV families, and I don't think they would ever probably hit someone's top five when you have like the Brady Bunch and Cosby Family, right? Like, sure. There's no reason for them to hit a popular top five, top ten list, but I think that their family dynamics are so real and healthy and it was it's really refreshing as you continue to watch the show to see that because it's not just that he's always supportive there are limits to his support and mm-hmm. how they rectify that and it isn't just her being the best sometimes they get in some serious fights sure. and it requires a lot of apologies and communication and they they do such a good job such a good job with it. Mm-hmm. And the kids end up kind of becoming an important part too, where some of them start developing their own talents and how that mm-hmm. affects the family and how okay. the dad interacts with all that. And I feel like for me, when I say like good family dynamics, I'm not saying that they're equal, the same emotion, but like Malcolm in the Middle, I think show really good family dynamics, <laughs> uh, yeah, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's accurate to people who have had big families. That's what I've heard at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, big families with not a lot of money. Yep. So I feel like, and maybe some of it too is just I have fond ma- family memories watching this show too with my mom and my dad. Like we, yeah. that's what we would do is one of our shows that we'd sit and watch in front of the TV. Sure. Yeah. Or, this was a standard. Like, yeah. This was a standard like NBC primetime show. So you were either eating dinner with the family or like sitting and watching it right afterwards or something like that. Yeah. So for me, it's already coded family in a way, mm. and it, it has that kind of homesickness when I watch it, where it's just like, it's enjoyable. Yeah, it's a comfort show. And that doesn't really ever go away. As far as, I say this is like one of my favorite go-to shows when I get sick. I usually peter off about season or season three, because again, it has that 2000s quality that just yeah. isn't quite that yeah. longevity. How, how long uh, or how long did the show go on for? Like, uh, I didn't even look that. I knew it went on for like three or four seasons or something like that, didn't it? I can it? look or that longer. up for you. I couldn't remember. I I wanted to make a joke, but it's like, at the same time this show came out, CBS had Ghost Whisperer with uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. So I was like, okay, so we have like the psychic medium, like, and I I always put it in the category, like it's, it's mom TV or something like that. It was like, it is mom TV. It is mom TV because it's like the drama. And again, nothing wrong with it, but it just reminds me of like that Agatha Christie, like murder style, like with some, for whatever reason, not necessarily like romanticized thing, but like, there's always this weird kind of like hallmark kind of glow to it or something like that. And as as we continue to talk about like the family aspect of this, and I would be willing to say that's probably one of the more poignant parts of it was that it's about a mom who's trying to make sure she can finish school, do her job, pay the bills, be a good mom, be a good wife. And it's like juggling all these things, but it doesn't feel trite, really. Sure. 
and it just I think it does a good it's job. It's not that whole how does she do it all type thing. Because she doesn't. She fails <laughs> at a lot of stuff a lot of the time. Right. And they really show the- it's like, hey, she's I, I do like that entire time because she does know like the her quote abilities well enough because those Texas Rangers like are putting her through the fence because they do know they do believe that she's trying there to like interfere and th- waste their time. And so they throw a bunch of different hurdles at her with, Oh, here's the crime scene. Or like they take her to three different crime scenes and you have to pick out which one is actually the crime scene. And she's like, I'm not even going upstairs. I know this isn't the place. So just take me to the place. And she like spits out the address mm-hmm. or like the general area. And they're like, okay, I guess we're doing this. And they're literally, you know, waving their hand away from her but she's like actually persistent she's like hey you think i'm wasting your time and because of that you're wasting my time so let's let's cut the poppycock and just get down to brass tacks and i was like Mm -hmm. yeah that's kissing kate barlow for you what a great actress um and by the way so the show went from it went to 2011 it had seven seasons oh damn so it was longer than I, i i knew it was like a long time for NBC standards, mm-hmm. so it, it lasted a good chunk, and maybe yeah. I might even be lying when I say three seasons. Um, there's there's a distinct point, and it's usually around a haircut. <laughs> you, uh, you know what I mean? When a yeah. show goes on too long, they have to cut the hairs. Mm-hmm. That way, things look different. Uh, I do, I, I do remember that because I was like, huh, I remember all like the lit, like from what I remember of the advertisement or stuff from my scenes from sure. I was like, huh, I remember her having like a short pixie haircut or like a short like bob haircut for this and then she has obviously like her long mane of hair in this one it's like okay so maybe maybe that's in later seasons i don't think it was quite as infectious as the rachel hair look did in the 90s mm-hmm. but i really do think the medium that blonde bob was super influential for a while mm-hmm. i know my, my mom had one anyways yeah it's 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 how we um, have all the carrots now <sighs> It wasn't that short. It wasn't quite the, the, the uh, short in the, the back. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, no, it's I, I I'm glad you liked it. I'm not sure if you know this, but at some point our boy Crowley comes into the picture. Hell yeah. Mark Shepard, I believe Mark is his Shepherd, name. Mark Shepard, yeah. And he comes in as essentially the spirit of Jack the Ripper. Like it isn't Jack, but it's Jack kind of Jack. It, 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 they try to keep an air of mystery around it, right? Sure. And it's yeah. more like he's they a ghost confirm. that... Yeah. That possesses doctors to do Jack the Ripper kind of stuff. Mm. And he is pretty reoccurring up until the point where he's no longer reoccurring. But his episodes I always really liked. And he's super yeah. young in it, too, so that's fun. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, I think that, that's mostly what I wanted to share. I'm glad that you liked it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... I didn't necessarily know if I was going to, per se, continue to watch it or not, but now that I know Crowley's in it, I might have to at least push until I get to those episodes. I'd say, yeah, maybe finish season one. Like, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, it's just a standard procedural show from what Mm -hmm. I'm guessing and understanding, because I do know, like, from what I kind of saw, like, from the IMDb and stuff, Mm -hmm. obviously the police crew she's working with is, like, continuing in the same thing. So she's not going back to the Texas Rangers, which Mm -hmm. I thought it was kind of a weird setup, obviously, sending out all that stuff and then taking her to a remote location so it's an offshoot. And then they can, if it did get picked up, they could obviously pick their main cast a little bit easier that way, which... I don't remember the cop's name or the actor's name in it, but I I saw who her 
quote supervisor was and i was like oh yeah i know this guy he's kind of in quite a few like cop related yeah. things and stuff like that or he's always like i, I think he was in dexter like yeah i think well i don't think that's the same guy that i'm thinking of that was in dexter but i know like i've seen him in other things and he's either some sort of you know cop figure or on the other side as a crime figure so yeah shoot i just had two points one of them um, i'm not sure if you know this or if you gathered it from the credits sometimes Alison Dubois is a real person I think I remember seeing like something this was kind of like based on true events and I don't remember if they had like that in the title card but I do remember them saying yeah this is based off of of previous like and they even I think said like you know police will sometimes seek out mediums with higher renown to help assist or consult on certain things and so that's where they got this idea from was from her and stuff like that too so she has a YouTube channel. Oh. She, I guess, writes books. I guess she still has medium services to offer. I think last time, last time I checked, those were all accurate. Um, but I think she's since divorced the guy that the main husband's based off of. I think. Again, it's been a while. Do your own research. I'm doing a lot of I thinks. But I know at the very least she, she at one point had a YouTube channel and it's terrible. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. No, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it well enough. It wasn't per se outstanding to me or anything. But again, I get the vibe that they were going for. And obviously, we both have shows from like the 2000s. So it's it's that kind of, you know, cinematography and kind of like soft glow that they have throughout the entire thing. But yeah, I would, you know, give it a 7, 8 or at, out of 10, probably would be my rating based off of it. Fair. Yeah. Obviously, out of 10 ghosts. Yeah, uh, seven and a half, eight ghosts, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I have to bring up the average since he won't even rate Kyle XY. <laughs> so you know, we gotta make Don't it. Don't calculate mine. Mine's an outlier and shouldn't be considered in the data. <laughs> this is yours. Is just yeah, just a, a placebo on it. Doesn't count. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's a placeholder, but I had to watch something for this episode, so. <laughs> Really, it's just Alex wanted to see me geek out or uh, wanted to geek out about Medium and just have someone to talk to about it. I'm sorry. Do you think that this whole whole podcast isn't me just forcing my friends to watch shows that I can't usually get them to watch with me? Yeah. Are you new here? No. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not a show where I'm like, oh, I should come up with shows for people to watch because we obviously have the same tastes, so they've already <laughs> seen everything I would recommend. A season three might be hard. It might yeah. be hard. Yeah. You're going to just have to start taking suggestions from the audience. <laughs> I I haven't checked our tracker in a while, so I don't know what we're... <laughs> I don't know what we're recording next, but it doesn't matter because it's not being released next, so don't worry about it, y'all. <laughs> I know we have some fun shenanigans planned. Yes. But other than that, where do we find you, Ethan? What What are you doing? What What's your life like? Well, I just helped you out with Extra Life a little while back, so we had that going on. I'm just doing my normal thing on Twitter where I just, you know, post wild musings that I have in the middle of the night when I can't sleep. So, you know, or if I decide to look at my draft folder and just pull one out every now and then. We have fleets know. for that now. No, uh, I have a bone to pick with you. What oh, the boy. fuck? Gerald <laughs> of Rivendale, what the fuck are you doing out there? I love it. Yes. Why so, are you like this? <laughs> my, my new handle is Gerard, 
as Geralt of Rivendell. Geralt, whatever. Geralt of Rivendell, because I'm playing a lot of Witcher right now. And I was like, what is a good pun that would also be nerdy at the same time? So instead of Geralt of Rivia, it's Geralt of Rivendell. I, can't, I don't even play The Witcher, clearly. And I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. I just saw people have weird handles. I was like, yes, it's time for a change. And the change is it's Geralt of Rivendell. <laughs> but what's your actual Twitter? <laughs> My actual Twitter handle is at Etasha. So that's E-T-A-Y-S-C-H-A. So you can find me there on that good old tweet Twitter account. You can find me on Twitter at Roll for Alex. You can also find me on Twitch at Roll for Alex, but st- spelled with a three instead of an e, because I'm a dumbass. That's a short story of that. You can also find me on the Redacted File podcast, uh, the Firefly Suspicious Intentions, and soon to be another one, but I it's not out yet, so I can't announce it. But it's keep redacted. an eye out. Um, and hey, if you liked our theme song. <laughs> Uh, it's Astronaut by the Spinwires off their Nights Out EP. We also have a Discord. It's just a Discord called The Cool Kids. You can find it both on Alex and I's uh, Twitter accounts, so you can always follow the links there. Uh, we just have random miscellaneous stuff, share all sorts of memes, kid-friendly chats, and not-so-kid-friendly chats on there. And uh, basically any kind of personality or fill-your-name Madlib you can find, we also do those too, so... You can uh, join some cool kids in our random miscellaneous recommendations and comments on our shows and activities. I think that's all I have to brag about this week. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mentioned it, but hey, guys, I just beat Spider-Man Miles Morales two days Mm. after buying it. So get on that goodness. It's a short game, but oh, man, I can't wait for the next Spider-Man after this already. Give me that good, sweet, sweet web slinging goodness. Well, you should totally join our Discord or follow us on Twitter, and that way you can tell us how wrong we are, even though we know we're right. Theme song. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. Bye. Bye!